I'm Cynthia Koffel, and this is Better Regulate Than Never. This is a show where young people can find so much information about emotional health and ways that they can unlock their greatest potential. So I'm so glad that you joined me today because you are going to start this amazing journey that you won't even believe. Hey, you. Thank you for joining me for episode number 22 of Better Regulate Than Never. Oh my, this topic today is such a tough one for everyone. I know that teachers and parents get so frustrated with young people about procrastination, but it is a problem for everyone. Now, most of us figure out a way to deal with it somewhat effectively, but some of us don't. I want to give you some help in this area today, but you will have to be willing to be uncomfortable. Like all worthwhile things, it can be difficult. Procrastination is when our self-regulation fails. Now, my podcast is called Better Regulate Than Never because it's almost all about regulating your emotions because that is like the key to everything that you're going to do in your entire life. So when this topic of procrastination and it has to do with self-regulation problems, then we totally need to be talking about this in this podcast. And this whole podcast, like everything, every episode that we've done has been about some sort of regulation. And those first five episodes um, really break down how to deal with anything, including procrastination. So definitely go back to those if you haven't listened to the first five episodes or so. If you do not try to figure out how to regulate your emotions, many things can happen. And procrastination is just a byproduct of not regulating yourself. Procrastination is putting off tasks until the last minute that usually creates negative consequences. I'm sure you can relate to this and probably have many examples and ideas about that. Sometimes it seems procrastination is just part of life. I don't think I've ever had a day in my life where I didn't hear about it from someone. I was going to get up early today, but I just hit the snooze. I told myself, I'll try it tomorrow. I was really tired. I know I was supposed to come to school with my homework today, but I didn't have enough time to get it done. Do you find that you feel overwhelmed by everything you are asked to do? Do you feel angry at your parents and other authority figures because they are always telling you what to do? Do you feel trapped because you don't know how to do the work, but you are so behind that there is no way to catch up? Do you fear talking to your parents or teachers about your assignments? Do you feel guilty or ashamed when you are watching Netflix or playing video games because you know you should be doing your homework? Do you wait until your parents start yelling to do the chores that they've asked you to do? Talk about negative consequences. How are you feeling during all of those scenarios? I would guess terrible. And yet, we procrastinate to relieve negative feelings about the task to do, but the procrastinating creates negative feelings. What a mess. 
let's try to figure out what to do about it. I promise I have already given you some great tools in episodes 12 and 13 about having a routine and making a calendar with all of your tasks. If you haven't listened to those episodes, those two practices can go a long way in helping you overcome procrastination. There's even a video in episode 13 show notes to show you how to set up your digital calendar. But today let's dive deeper into why we are procrastinating. There is a short reward when we procrastinate. When we have lots of tasks ahead of us, or our parents or boss have asked us to do some tasks, we probably feel some tension. Maybe it's anxiety or overwhelm or anger, depending on what your situation is. At first, when we decide to avoid that situation, it does provide relief. It feel, it, I can feel that feeling right now. Procrastination was my go-to technique for years for self-regulation. If I got overwhelmed or angry, I called it being paralyzed, but I would just stop doing anything and I would curl up on the couch or in my bed and I would sleep or read or listen to music and I would forget all about the anxiety or overwhelm or anger that I was feeling for a while. Because guess what? It was there waiting and worse when I got up to go on with my day. And now I have less time to do the tasks that I was supposed to do or asked to do. And now I feel more overwhelmed and anxious. And luckily for me, the tasks that needed to be done were important enough that I did complete them, just not very well. Unfortunately, I am seeing young people just choose not to do the tasks at all. They just completely give up on everything, some of them. And they just fail everything all over the place. I think this causes so much emotional tension and turmoil that they just check out from their entire lives. To recover from that, you will need some adult help and support to get out of that hole. And it may require some counseling or therapy in your community. And if it does, that is fine. If that is what you need to feel better, go for it. And please be open to that possibility. But today I am talking about the kind that causes us a lot of discomfort and some failing, but we are still performing somewhat. Me in my younger years. (laughs) When we use procrastination to self-regulate, we lose self-confidence. We can't trust ourselves to have our own back. Of all the people in the world, We should be able to trust our own self. I have found this trust in myself just in the last year. It took me 50 years to decide that when when I say I'm going to do something, I do it. When I decided I was going to start this podcast, I started working on it. Sometimes it was hard and I had to learn a lot of new technology and sometimes when I When it's time for me to sit down and think about new episodes or to write them, I feel stuck and I don't know what to write about and I think I can't think of any ideas and I don't know what topic to do, but I just keep trying to move forward. I try to do something 
And after working on something, ideas start coming back to me. And then I can start working again on the actual episodes. I also decided this year that I was going to stop snacking and eating too much. Every day I honor what I say I am going to do. I am worth it and I should have my own back and you should too. In the routine and calendaring episodes, I talk about using your prefrontal cortex to organize and plan to get things done. This is what I do to help myself stay on track. Most people say we have to use willpower to do the things that we don't want to do. But I want to tell you that willpower is like holding that ball underwater. We can hold that ball down for a while, but sooner or later, it's going to pop up and then we go back to an old habit. Using the prefrontal cortex to plan for your day is using the whole brain, the part of your brain that knows what's best for you. And it is the only way that we can learn and think and reason. This part of the brain is used before willpower will be needed. So I plan ahead of time what I will work on that day for the podcast, or I plan my food for the day. And in the morning before the day starts, I write down the plan and then I just follow the plan. My brain may offer other things to do or eat, but I just remind that procrastination part of my brain that I've already worked out a plan and I don't need to spend in confusion or doubt or delay over what I have planned. I just tell the procrastination part of my brain, oh, there you are. I see you, but I don't need your input. Then I get my tasks done or I eat what I say I'm going to eat. And I feel amazing at the end of the day because I can trust myself to make the right decisions for me. Sometimes we need help and support from others to get on track. Please be willing to reach out to your parents or teachers for some help in getting organized. We might procrastinate because we don't know where or how to start. Please ask your parents or teachers to help you figure out how to start. They would much rather help you figure out how to start than be frustrated with you when you are not completing the tasks. There are also so many apps that can help with procrastination. When I researched for this episode, I found apps that you can put on your phone or computer that only allow you to work on one program at a time. For instance, one app only allowed one window open at a time, and you couldn't open your email or gaming sites or YouTube during a specific amount of work time. There are also apps for your phone that set a timer for so much time to work, and then it gives you a short break time and then back to work for a specific amount of time again. Technology is amazing, and you should be finding apps that help you stay on task and stay organized. There are many of them, and I'm sure you can find one at least that would be helpful to you. Another reason people procrastinate is a fear of failure. Now, this doesn't really make sense when you think about it. I don't want to fail, so I'm going to avoid this task and fail because I didn't do it or I do it poorly at the last minute. I am not a perfectionist, but I do have students that are, and this is a problem. If their project isn't perfect or if they feel overwhelmed to make it perfect, 
They just don't do it. Now think about how uncomfortable it feels to fail. Think about how uncomfortable it feels to put something off and have it hanging over your head. Think about how uncomfortable it feels to have your parents mad at you or punishing you because you didn't get your assignments done. Think how uncomfortable you feel when you get a failing grade, when your teacher is disappointed in your work. Oh my gosh, we didn't avoid uncomfortable feelings when we procrastinated. Remember when I said, if you can get comfortable with feeling any feeling, you are unstoppable. We need to get comfortable with all of our feelings, even the ones that feel bad and feel negative. When we feel overwhelmed with homework or chores, we need to sit with that feeling for a bit. Where do we feel it in our bodies? Get very specific about where it is in your body and what it exactly feels like. Don't try to escape it. If you just let it be, it will get quieter and it may even leave your body within 15 minutes. Then get up and make a step towards whatever is overwhelming. This is a way to be unstoppable. Don't let that feeling override the thinking part of your brain. Those thoughts and feelings may still be with you, but let them be buzzing in the background as you go forward and get your homework or chores started. You will feel such a sense of accomplishment by starting, and this is the first step in building a relationship with yourself that is solid. You have your own back. You need this so desperately in life because we don't always have teachers or parents around us to tell us what to do. We need to parent ourselves. Start now while you have all of the support around you. You will be miles ahead of your peers if you do this. Some people need accountability partners. This is a person or persons that will help you stay on track when you don't want to. They can talk with you and remind you of why you are trying not to procrastinate. You choose who you want that person to be. Find a friend who also wants to stop procrastinating and you could support each other. Share tips about what works. I always learn things from my friends when we talk about our struggles. They might know of an app that would help or they might know of a podcast to listen to or an exercise program that they're really enjoying. When we are procrastinators, our brain offers us false thinking that confuses us and makes us feel better for a short time. Has your brain offered these thoughts to you before? I work better under pressure. I'll feel more like it later. I didn't do too bad last time. I waited until the last minute. I have plenty of time. I will do that later. This is stupid. I don't even care about it. There must be some way I can get out of doing this. These statements feel true at the time our brain offers them because we want to believe them. They offer that small bit of relief from the tension that we are feeling. Don't fall for these small bits of relief. The ball that you're holding under the water is going to come flying out of the water 
and the overwhelm and anxiety will be back worse than ever. When your brain offers these thoughts, don't be angry with your brain. It is just doing its job. Just notice and be curious. You can say, I understand that you're trying to protect me, but I'm going to get started on this project. I am going to try a different way of doing things this time. You will need to continue to steer your brain around quite a bit until you have built a solid relationship with yourself. This is new territory for you and your brain, so you need to continue to practice it. Every time you plan to do something and you accomplish it, you will be strengthening your confidence in yourself and your brain will start to quiet down. Now, I know from experience that it doesn't ever completely go away. You will need to stay on guard for those thoughts. But once you figure out that you are in control and not your brain, you will get so much more done. Remind yourself that you don't have to do anything. You are choosing to do the work. That helps me quite a bit when my brain offers me these kinds of thoughts. I don't have to pay my bills. I am choosing to. I'd like to know that they are paid and I won't have bill collectors calling me or people trying to sue me or my electricity doesn't get turned off or my water doesn't get turned off. I kind of like electricity and water, so I'm choosing to pay those bills. I don't have to pay taxes. There are people in the world who do not pay their taxes. But I like not worrying about going to jail or having to lie about a lot of things. I like my peaceful little life of following laws. (laughs) Maybe create rewards within or after accomplishing your tasks. I don't like cleaning, but I love my house when it is clean. So I create a playlist of super fun songs that I love listening to. And so when it's time to clean my house, I tell myself, I get to listen to my favorite playlist for the next four to five hours, and that's my reward for doing the work. I also tell myself that when I am finished cleaning, I get the rest of the day to myself and I can do whatever I want with it. And I love free time. Um, Oh my gosh, I just pack it with so many things that are my favorite. And even like right now when I'm recording this podcast, I'm telling myself when I'm done with this and I'm done with a few more tasks that I have on my list, I get to do whatever I want and I cannot even wait. Here are a few examples of how to get started on a task when you don't want to. So let's say you need to study. It's Wednesday and you are tired. You have a Spanish test on Friday And you want to put off studying today because you could just put it off until tomorrow because that's still another day before the test. And that's typically how you do study just the day before. But last time that didn't really work out because you felt overwhelmed and stressed out and you ended up staying up late and then you were exhausted the next day. So give yourself a task that you know that you can easily accomplish So decide to study five, just five vocabulary words, since learning vocab is the easiest thing to do, and just leave it. Like study those five words, you did something, take a break. 
maybe even put off the rest of it till the next day, but do something when you feel like doing nothing, because that will train your brain that you're not going to listen to it and that you are going to go forward even when you don't want to. Or let's say that you need to start an essay and it's due in two days, but you're feeling overwhelmed. You have some good ideas, but you haven't put anything on paper. And you're one of those people, which this is not true, by the way, but you are one of these people that think pressure makes me better. Like I need pressure on myself to make this paper, um, to get this paper done. And you want to wait until the very last minute so that you feel that pressure to get it done. But instead of thinking that you're just going to, like you're looking at the paper as an all, do it all or do nothing. What if you look about, look at it in pieces and write down a plan of different parts that you're going to do. And so right now, before you eat supper, you're going to write the first sentence or the first paragraph, and then you're going to take a break. And maybe, like I said, do the rest of it the next day, but do something when you feel like you don't want to do anything. Or if you are at school, it's getting ready for the day to be over and you um, know you have chemistry homework tonight and you don't understand it. You don't know how to do it. And you know that if you met with your teacher after school, you could get help and you would, it would be good, but you're starving and you want to go to Chipotle, but you also don't know how to do your homework. So what if you went to your teacher and you just asked one question, like maybe one question off of the homework that has a lot of steps that would help you. If you could, if the teacher could help you with that one you would understand how to do the rest of it. So ask your teacher one question. It's just going to take a few minutes. They're going to show you what to do. Then go to Chipotle and get your food and enjoy it. So I really hope that you take the things that we talked about in this episode to heart because it is so, so, so important. And it's not just about homework and chores, but your whole entire life There are tasks and jobs and projects and things that you are going to want to do and things that you're going to dread and things that you hate doing, and you're going to have to do all of them if you want to be a successful person. Uh, And I hope you all do, by the way, (laughs) but you need to get this figured out. And so please do it while you're young enough that you have all these adults around you to help you. But even if you are already an adult or Um, you know, I learned these things in midlife, so, um, you can learn them at any time, but it'd be great if you learned them at the beginning, because the success you will have in your life will be exponentially bigger than the success I've had in my life, which has been amazing. So think about these things. And I'm so glad I was here today to help talk to you about this, this, um, I just think this information is so important. So thank you for listening today. And I would love to hear from you about how you're getting things done or obstacles that you're having and how can you overcome them? Share this episode with your friends. I promise you they need it. So they will be glad they have some tips and ideas on what to do about it and share it on social media and let people know that you enjoyed it and that it was helpful to you. 
Every day, we get to decide what our thoughts are going to be. Choose wisely. Talk to you soon. Thanks for listening to Better Regulate Than Never. Music in this episode was provided by archesaudio.com. Make sure you check out the show notes for links and activities that will help you to get the most out of this episode. I cannot wait to talk to you next week. If you enjoy this show, don't forget to review and rate us wherever you get podcasts. 